0: <laughs> awesome.
1: All right, guys. Another change of scenery. Uh, we've just been moving from bunker to bunker. I've been in the podcast room. I was in a back room with paintball stains on the back wall for a couple of these. Um, <laughs> now we're in a totally different, undisclosed location in East Denver. Uh, this is Ryan Selkis at Two Bit Idiot and Episode 13 of our live shows for like sorry's awesome. unqualified opinion. So I hope you're not superstitious. <laughs> no, I'm not um, if you are we can just call this episode fourteen. Um <laughs> 13. some some episode inflation. <laughs> um, and I am here with Henry Picala. Yeah. Pronounce it right. Yeah. I'm sure it's not the official finish, but um, it's perfect. The founder of Streamer. Uh, yep. so we're gonna talk about data marketplaces, some of the work that they're doing to bring this concept of being a sovereign individual and uh, being able to actually license your own data uh, to uh, to corporations or really any type of, of uh, data licensing as, as we think about um, making that more equitable in the future and breaking down some of these data silos. Let's so, do it. Uh, so we're going to dive right in. Um, so Henry, uh, you know, Streamer I think has been making a lot of progress. Maybe still uh, not as well known uh, of a project just yet, but you've got a great group of initial partners. Um, so why don't we just start out by by talking a little about like what is Streamer? right? The, the <laughs> yeah, that's a good place like, to some start some for some sure. of my other guests like you yeah, know, people know Zuko and like you know whoever yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah let's, let's let's hear a little bit more about Streamer. Yeah.
0: So Streamer is building a real time data network mm-hmm. for dApps. So it's kind of like a neutral ground that it's like a fabric that connects data producers, such as connected devices, you know, your mobile phone or IOT sensor, your connected car, crypto markets, all mm-hmm. kind of um, apps that are producing data all the time, and delivers that to subscribers, like whoever is interested in that kind of data. Mm-hmm. And this network is uh, operated by its users. It's owned by everyone and no one at the same time. So you get, you don't get vendor lock in. You don't get like, you don't expose your, all your critical data to, you know, Google and Facebook and so on. It's kind of mm-hmm. a neutral ground. And uh, on top of this infrastructure, we're building two applications. Mm-hmm. One of them is the marketplace. Now, the marketplace is crucial in the data monetization part, mm-hmm. right? And we aim to um, we aim to enable people and organizations to get more value out of their data and offer an alternative model of, of using, for example, like um, personal data, Uh, like today you're giving Mm -hmm. all your data to Google and Facebook, I'm sorry, but you're doing it and they're making money out of it. So maybe this paradigm can be changed Mm -hmm. in the future. And then the other application we're doing is this kind of tool, you know, it's a tool for data uh, exploration, Mm -hmm. you can quickly build prototypes, visualizations connect data to other systems such as Ethereum smart contracts, mm-hmm. build oracles and that kind of stuff in there. So it's kind of a, a stack
1: of technologies that work seamlessly together. So walk me through an example of both sides of the marketplace. Um, I don't know if, if, if you have current examples based on you know folks who are using this in production yet. Yeah, or there's
0: or, all kind of stuff. I mean, the early. So what are, what are some
1: of the killer apps that, that yeah, you s- could see emerging so, based on some early data so, points?
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) there's a bunch. So if we look at the early adopters, they mainly come from the crypto space. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like crypto market data kind of stuff there that people are subscribing to and using. But then when we venture a little bit further into what's happening, it's going to be more like IoT data and machine data Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. We have partners that we're working with, for example, on connected cars cars are awesome, especially if they're connected, mm-hmm. because they roam the environment, right? They can measure things while they explore the surroundings. They can measure potholes in the road. They can measure like, you know, mobile network uh, coverage. They can measure weather conditions and pollution and mm-hmm. traffic and all these things. And currently that data is not being co- collected by anyone and not being monetized by anyone. So by offering this infrastructure and the means to monetize it, then it's it becomes possible to, to earn by sharing this kind of data and, and by making it available to those who are interested. For example, the road authorities would be interested in the pothole data, the telecoms would be interested in the network coverage data, mm-hmm. the cities would be interested in the pollution data and so on. And this data is simply not being collected today. Um, a particular feature that we are building onto the marketplace is exactly this kind of crowd selling where Mm -hmm. individual uh, data producers, like you and me, who have a connected gadget like a Fitbit or a Tesla or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, can contribute data into this single pool, you know, a collective data product. And when someone buys it, uh, you get a share of basically your pro-rata share.
1: Of yeah, the yeah, data exactly, data
0: exactly. So you could, you know, you could switch on in your smart gadget, you can switch on this feature like mm-hmm. sell my data, you mm-hmm. know, and you can see a little wallet there that starts to accumulate. Maybe it's small, you know, you might earn some cents per day or something, mm-hmm. but still it's it's super interesting. It hasn't been done before, and so far all the value from your data has gone to, to a, a third party and not not yourself. So what we want to do as streamer is to bring back control of the data and of the value mm-hmm. of the
1: data. You know, the one thing with uh, any two-sided marketplace um, in general is just how do you bootstrap both sides of the model, yeah. right? So, yeah, so, you, so you have to um, make sure that it's worth the user's time on the one hand, yeah, instead of it just being pennies, um, just to go through the cognitive process of of uh, figuring out, okay, how does crypto work, and then how does this application work, and then okay, yeah, I'm sure, going to make fifty sure. cents on it. So, so, um, so how do you think about maybe some of the higher value, early options for getting these data marketplaces bootstrapped? Um, the crowdsource component makes a lot of sense, but it seems yeah. like maybe that's like a few years out. No, what, it's
0: actually closer than okay. I think. Uh, there's of course. Well, walk me through
1: how you get that the, yeah. both sides of that marketplace to critical mass.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, it's a chicken and egg problem. Like you, you need to have content on there. So you need Mm -hmm. to have sellers for buyers to become interested. And then again, you need buyers in order to, um, you know, make it worth the seller's time. Mm -hmm. And for the early, uh, early spaces that we have there, for example, the crypto market data, there's some providers that are, they are organizations that, sell some added value stream like you know sentiment analysis on on uh, social media data Mm -hmm. about crypto and then traders use that for making better predictions about prices and so on but as we as we venture further uh, to the space it will definitely be uh, required to focus on certain business verticals to try and kind of match make, uh, make matches between the buyers and sellers. So where we are most active and seeing most traction is in the mobility, so exactly connected cars, public transport, that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. as well as in the telecoms and and smart city uh, stuff. So where does the data coin come in? The data coin comes in as, well, in, in many layers of the system, Currently, it's being used as a means of payment on the marketplace. But later on, when the underlying network starts to decentralize, it will be a core part of the incentive layers that are there. Because the network will no longer be run by us, it will mm-hmm. be run by its users, people who run nodes. right? And they will be able to contribute uh, bandwidth. So they're, they're relaying data. right? Mm-hmm. So they contribute bandwidth and storage to the network and earn tokens as rewards.
1: And all the data that would be contributed in these different marketplaces would just be what sharded amongst the different nodes or, or how, how, did, how does the storage work? Yeah, so, so it, it will be essentially sharded. Um,
0: uh, there will be like simultaneous topologies depending on the data stream. So every data stream will have like independent topology where the data goes to those nodes who are serving clients that are interested in that kind of data. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't it doesn't go to, you know, unnecessary places, which also gives us scalability uh, into the network and we can have storage nodes that that store store the data in a redundant way, so also the history of data will be uh, accessible, which Mm -hmm. is um, very important for use cases like, you know, training AIs and and that kind of stuff, and AIs will actually probably be like the uh, huge consumers of data going forward, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, and adding to the kind of value chain of data. So what we can do is we source, we help source the raw data from its origin, like uh, the devices of you and me, uh, collect it into this data lake, data ocean, data fabric, and allow those who can provide added value or provide intelligence to take that raw data, apply their intelligence, and uh, publish the results back to the network, maybe as a as a different product, you know, and then someone else can take that product and something else and combine them to add more value and then publish the r- results. So we kind of get this data refinement chain going on, just like you know, I don't know, people say that data is the new oil and actually this refinement chain is very similar <laughs> to oil. You First you drill it, then you transport it to this refinery and then you, you know, it goes there and there and there, and as an end result, you have a, you know, a plastic piece you know, of mobile well, phone. I, <laughs> I, I, well, I like,
1: the, I like the refinery example uh, because, uh, you know, I guess in a way everybody's drilling, right? <laughs> yes. you're, you're, yeah, you're, everyone's you're, drilling you're getting, all the time. You're, get, you're getting your own data. Yeah. Um, key difference being, instead of a pipeline, uh, going to the refinery everybody's yeah. got their own individual straw right so so yes. it's, it's much different and, and and more difficult to maybe bootstrap this with consumer data or like an individual car it versus is. going through going through like a b2b process so yeah um, so you guys have a number of partners listed yeah um, so wh- who are some of the early businesses that are provisioning data to you and, and doing some of the, the early tests yeah so <clears throat> Because they're the aggregators. Yeah, one of the, big, of the initial pools the, and, then, and yes, then ultimately you want yes, incentivize yes. to incentivize people to. One of the biggest operate.
0: partners that we announced last year was Hewlett Packard Enterprises, mm-hmm. and with them we are working exactly on connected car use cases. Um, so, so they work with the car manufacturers. So they're kind of uh,
1: yeah. Uh, there's. And so, the, so that, the data, the data that you would get from the car manufacturer. You mentioned potholes and whatnot, but but is there anything specific that you're tracking right now? Uh, not yet. It's all in like pilot, pilot, pilot okay. phase. You can have all kind of things like
0: everything from you know windshield wipers to location data, and all of that is interesting. Um, there will be some certain things that we'll try try first. Uh, it's all happening. I can't talk about it because there's a lot of stuff under NDA, True. unfortunately. But then there's the kind of consumer side where, or the kind of consumer widget side, like. Fitbits and that kind of stuff, and there's also a lot of opportunities for third parties to build these bridges. For example, one guy in our uh, community built this uh, Android application that bridges data from uh, the Fitbit cloud to Streamer, and anyone can, you know, start using that that application to share their uh, Fitbit data, which might be interesting to you know, you know, health professionals and you know, whoever, right? And and this will become uh, immensely more powerful with the community products feature because at the moment, all those people will be kind of creating their own products mm-hmm. on the marketplace. You know, um, you'd be selling like your Ryan Fitbit. Uh, data mm-hmm. in there, um, and that's not interesting if it's like one guy's data, but if there's 500,000 people contributing data into that product, it suddenly becomes this honeypot that will answer a lot of uh, questions mm-hmm. r- related, like how that product is being used, and what's the health of people, and you know, these kind of questions. So it's super interesting material for data scientists. and and the like, to get access to these kind of data sets that have previously been completely unavailable. Like they don't exist, Mm -hmm. right? So, uh, it's a little bit difficult to even imagine all the use cases that can uh, uh, become a reality. And it really depends on the imagination of the developer community, what they what they are able to build. But the first step is to make it technically possible before we really get to the exciting use cases, right? Some of which can be seen Mm -hmm. in advance and some of them will surprise Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. all with, you know,
1: the the innovation and creativity creativity of what can be done. Yeah, data marketplaces are difficult because you need a critical amount of data for any of the economics to work, so it, yeah. it, it, it is a little bit of a longer burn. Yeah. Um, technically speaking, in order to bring this to fruition, you guys released Monoplasm. Monoplasma. Pla- mono- monoplasma. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, so uh, a, a riff on plasma, uh, and an early implementation, I, I suppose. you want to explain, you know, what what that's solving? And yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, so uh, that's something that we released uh, and built. We built it because we, we needed it for community products, right? Mm-hmm. If you, um, so well, what, 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 what,
1: is it, what is it, first of all? So,
0: yeah, so it's a one-to-many-payments scaling solution, pretty mm-hmm. much. So we all know that built the scale of, on the Plasma yeah. spec? It's, it's inspired by Plasma and the other payment channel stuff out there, but mm-hmm. we, we kind of uh, made modifications. We threw out everything that we didn't need to find the simplest possible mechanism that mm-hmm. does what we want and, and only that. And what we want is to effectively be able to like, fan out payments. You know, For community products where you have a data product and there's 100,000 people contributing to that mm-hmm. data product, and then someone buys the product, so you need to share that money with 100,000 people. And if you try to do this on-chain, it's, it's impossible, uh, it would cost like an, a crazy amount of gas mm-hmm. and it, the, your transaction wouldn't even fit into a block. So it's not, you, can, you could do this maybe up to 100 people, but 100,000 is like nowhere near possible mm-hmm. on-chain. So we developed this solution for this exact use case, but it's reusable by others. So it's kind of like a framework or a library for developers that are facing similar challenges which we believe do exist because it's like a classic case of revenue sharing, mm-hmm. right? You could apply it for anything. Let's say you have, like, a, um, in the future, you can have, like, apartment ownership is tokenized, and then you have that apartment on Airbnb or decentralized mm-hmm. Airbnb, and then a guest stays in your apartment, pays a fee, and that fee should be split to the apartment owners, and there could be, you know, 1000 owners each one owning like a little share mm-hmm. of the apartment or or dividend payments for mm-hmm. uh, upcoming security tokens you could do like repeated airdrops or community rewards you could do i don't know even pension payment <laughs> well <it's, laughs> this, this so, uh, that,
1: sort of those are derivative applications but as they yes. apply to streamer the, the, the case would be okay you you've got a, a critical mass of tesla drivers for instance that have signed up, and there's uh, 50,000 Tesla drivers that have agreed to permission their data yeah. using yeah. Streamer. On the other side of that marketplace, an insurance company comes in, yeah. and they want to price a new product yeah. specific for electric cars that have these self-driving features. Um, they would license that data directly from the Streamer holders, or who, who, who does the intermediate work? I can see a monoplasm. So there is no inter, There is no
0: intermediary. It's peer to peer, right? There's mm-hmm. no middleman. So basically, the insurance company will. Uh, buy the data directly from the data producer, the Tesla owners, the mm-hmm. end users. But who right? prices that,
1: right? Because, uh, because 50,000 yeah. different uh, yeah. users yeah. could yes. potentially yeah. have different yeah. price yeah. points. of
0: course. So so there's like an operator, the, and the owner of the community product. It mm-hmm. can be a DAO, the community can set it by voting or whatever, but in the simplest case, the community owner would, would Uh, set the price, try to find like a a reasonable market price, Mm -hmm. and also they can adjust it depending on how many people are there. And, and so. And on. is the
1: community owner uh, a, a, a it, node, or do they put up stake to, to actually manage a community that's provisioning certain data?
0: Uh, not necessarily. They
1: have an incentive to make the product
0: great. I mean, it's, it's usually the integrator or the widget owner. Like it could be Tesla. Okay. Uh, them, mm-hmm. It could be Tesla themselves, and obviously they have an incentive to keep the product, you know, well, well, and alive mm-hmm. and high quality. Or it could be a third party who's built the Tesla to Streamer. Integration is, and is kind of running, running the show, mm-hmm. uh, in in that sense. So so, or it can be um, it can be given to the community so that all the data producers who belong to that community they can vote on the price. Or you know we can build arbitrarily complex mechanisms, but the current current mechanism is the simplest one. So that the mm-hmm. the product. Owner sets the price, and that's the price that the insurance company will pay. So they make a transaction on the blockchain. The money goes into the into a smart contract, and using the Monoplasma
1: scalability framework, that payment gets attributed to all those data mm-hmm. producers. Um, so next major milestone for you guys uh, in terms of monitoring network usage and and, and testing some of this out is going to be the HP pilot. Yeah, well there's there's like what else is coming out. So there's like
0: pilot milestones mm-hmm. and then there's product development milestones. Yeah, right? um, yeah. Right. Yeah, so so yeah. I think
1: we know the the product development milestones the um uh the but the the actual yeah, use cases. Right? cases. So the first one to look out for will probably be this HP.
0: Yeah, but working with those wow. big enterprises is always kind of a slow business. So to get anything done is like at least six months, yeah. maybe more. So we started already last year and now now things are kind of moving forward on that. So we can definitely expect some stuff um, this year out of that. But there will probably be some smaller stuff that happens before that, like doing pilots and so on, and especially with community products coming out around uh, summer, mm-hmm. I would say it will it will see some pilots. Some of them will be like prototype applications built by us for you know you sharing your location data. But those apps will also be like templates that other people can can fork and build uh, integrations for you know their use cases. So mm-hmm. they get everything packaged nicely and you have the wallet functionalities and all that sure. kind of stuff. So, that will lead to a rapid uh, acceleration of what uh, products and what kind of data can be had onto the marketplace. And there are some partners we're working with to kind of uh, leverage that and get like kind of their user bases onboarded onto onto community products for some parts. So, I think in the second half of this year we're gonna see like the first Real community product use
1: cases that have have some scale already. Excellent. And, and yeah. Well, Streamer is a participant in the Masari Registry. Yes. Uh, so, so all of this data uh, will be made available, I'm sure, and we're going to work on a custom dashboard for for you guys, so we can. Monitor the KPIs that you guys are tracking in real yeah, time. Yeah, it would be awesome would be to fun. see
0: like how much data is going in the mm-hmm. network, how many products are in the marketplace, how many users, and
1: that kind of stuff. So a lot more to look forward to. But uh, for today, Henry, thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Indeed. Indeed. See you soon. See you guys.